Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hello and welcome along to the new Dundee Museum of Transport podcast. We are going to upload a new podcast for you every week, initially for six weeks, and we hope you're going to listen into the show. My name is Neil Bell, and today I'm joined with Sam Bannerman, who is the manager here at the museum. Hello, Sam. Hello. And Jimmy McDonnell, who is the chairman. Hello, Jimmy. Hello, Neil. I think what we really want to have a look at is but how things started. The initial start of, of Dundee Museum of Transport, myself and a few lads got together and we used to be like regular attendees of like going around your glams extravaganza and all the local shows and transport things that were going on in the area. And we found out at that period, it was we actually started in 2009, there was actually very little local attractions in the Dundee Tayside area to go to events and things like that. If you actually look at the east coast of Scotland, there's actually only one museum until we came along. That's of an Alford up the other side of Aberdeen, you know, and it was a fair old jaunt to go to see a transport museum on the east coast side of Scotland. Basically, the only place to visit would be Glasgow Museum at that time in 2009 was in Kelvin Grove and that was a transport museum prior to its present home now in the Riverside in Glasgow. There wasn't many places for you to actually visit. Me being from like the Stobbswell area, I've always had a, an inclination for the old Maryfield tram depot. Just used to look at the building that was kind of fatuated a wee bit, me and quite a lot of other members of the transport fraternity, and we just always had a wee idea in my mind that the old Merrifield Tram Depot being a transport museum for the city. What sort of times do you open up here at the transport museum? So we're open from March to the end of October. We're actually open six days a week, so it's Tuesday through to Sunday, half ten to half past three. Opening a wee bit of the museum itself, do you have a particular favourite exhibit down the stairs? The horse-drawn tram is definitely my favourite, you know, because it just holds a lot of special things for me. I just think it's an amazing thing. We got introduced to the horse-drawn tram about ten years or so ago. I don't know if you know the story. It was, it was actually discovered to be in a garden up in Perth. It was advertised in the local Curie at the time in the, the 70s that they'd come across this horse-drawn tram. It was a Perth horse-drawn tram. But a lot of research was done into it by Alan Brocci, his name is. He's a bit of a, an authority in the tram world. He's written a lot of books and things like that, the, the tram tramway system throughout the country. He's a very well-known man in the tram fraternity. And Alan went up and done a good bit of research on it, and lo and behold, he scraped the side of the, the, the tram and discovered a Dundee tramway company on the side of it, and it's tram number 24... So we were gobsmacked to think that at one point there were no trams left, so all of a sudden we'd come across this horse-drawn tram. The amazing thing about this horse-drawn tram is it lay in a garden, we think, we don't know how it got there, but we think it's been in that garden since it probably went out of service in Dundee, so it's probably been up there for well over 100 years. And the amazing part is it has its whole complete original interior. Now a lot of these things were taken into gardens and they all got ripped out and they're made in the garden sheds, you know, maybe somebody putting shelves and things, but that's got all the original old seating, 
all the original old windows, all the original old compartments and things like that. 1889, it's just an amazing thing to have survived that length of time. It was, the, it was where it was situated. It was built up in old sleepers, so it was well ventilated for air moving around it. So the original floor, no rotten wood or anything on it. It's had a few damages, obviously, over 100 years, but you can look in and you can sit inside it and you're inside an old original Dundee tram. It's just amazing. And the I interior think. of it is almost Oh, it's perfect. amazing. It's, it's just like, an, it's all original ash wood. You know, they were the purpose-built these things. As I say, I've talked to quite a few people that have come across these old trams have been discovered and built, they do restoration projects on them. And they've literally got to rebuild these things from scratch. But we have an old tram down there that has probably 80% original features. Absolutely amazing for that to still be there, just minus its rails. I can fully understand why, obviously, that's a particular And that's it, just an individual thing. And then there's yeah. other things, like Champion yeah. the Wonder Horse Champions and Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, you know. And what's the story behind Champion the Wonder Horse thing? Oh, well, Champion the Wonder Horse, that's a... <laughs> A bit of a Dundee institution. You've got anybody that can remember the old city centre bus station just in the, the short terrace there. The stories abound. You know, you'd get off the bus and used to go through the, the old city arcade up the stairs to the, the city square. And whenever you went in that the old city arcade, that's the first thing you heard was the noise of the music of Champion, the Wonder Horse in the background. And everybody as a child in Dundee in the 60s, I think it was there from, I can't remember what it year says it was 1981, there. but 1981. it closed, I think. It was closed in yeah. 81. So, so I don't remember it. Uh, no, <laughs> I, I, I have to confess, I do. Uh, just, uh, <laughs> I think everybody, I can remember my dad as a wee boy lifting me in the back of Champion, the Wonder Horse, do you know? So it's just an amazing thing, and it, it, even the story behind it, it's, it's, it's quite amazing. It's a carnival toy that's just survived the test of time, and a lot of people could remember old mm. Champion, the Wonder Horse. And some adults come in and try and sit on it oh, as well. all the time, all the time <laughs> there's adults come in, and they, they just kind of believe we've still got it, you know? It's, <laughs> it's a part of Dundee's history that everybody thought had disappeared. Sam, any particular favourites down there for yourself? I think I change my mind almost on a weekly or fortnightly basis. Well, there's so many things that we get donated um, on a regular basis, which is great. People obviously want to bring things here so that we can keep them and display them. And we get quite a few things on loan, but... I think actually the most, maybe the most impressive thing in the museum, I would say, is the steamroller, the Fowler steamroller. And I didn't really appreciate it until I seen it in action at the steam weekend. And it's just the noise of it was just incredible and just had such a presence. You know, when you see it in the museum, you do get a sense of it because of the scale, but it's really when you see it. Consider there's a a Fowler steamroller we. Full service history, it goes a steady seven mile an hour, do you know? It's a <laughs> pace of the world's changed. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Our introduction to the Fowler steamroller was through a lad called Andrew Joss. His connection with the Fowler steamroller goes back to his grandfather when it was bought new for the city in 1928. It was bought. Dundee City Council went to show up in Inverness to see about buying something like that for the roadworks in the day and they ended up buying it. It was like an ex-display thing. The city brought it back down the road, and Andrew's father was involved from day one, bringing that back down the road, and his involvement, his family, you know, it's his grandfather, and his, his father was a council worker, and a good part of his working life was working away with this old Fowler steamroller. And then Andrew's father died a few years back there, and Andrew's just kept the family tradition going on. Myself and Andrew, we're joint custodians of the, the Fowler steamroller. It still belongs to the Angus Council. We've got to take it to at least three shows a year, which we do. It's amazing the amount of time and effort and energy that Andrew's family has put into keeping that thing 
preserved for the transport history of the Tayside and Dundee area. When you see all the kids and that, and they come along to a show, and you see something like on full steam, and they're pulling the horns, and it's making all its steam noises and things like that. It's just, just a, it's a real crowd puller, and the kids love to see it. What would you say is the star attraction of the museum? It's the got must. to be chitty, isn't it? <laughs> it's, got it's, got be, yeah. it's got to be chitty, I would say. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang, yeah. I would say, definitely. The, the flying car, and it has what you call MGM accreditation. Do you know, it's, it's built on licence through the MGM Film Studios. You've got to recognise it for what it is. Great crowd puller, when the families come here, all the kids will love to, to get on board and they took the old big horn. And, and a lot of people don't realise the Dundee connection. Because uh, some people do ask that, like, you know, yep. what's the connection with... Uh, with Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. There's a great attraction <laughs> um, in the museum, do you know? It's one thing I always say to the kids, you're allowed to sit in it, but just be careful. Don't press that button there or you'll take off. That's <laughs> <laughs> fine, we've seen before. <laughs> I, I want to have a wee bit of investigation before I actually come along, just to find out a wee bit more. What's the best way of, of accessing that information? Definitely through the website. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll have a really good website. Yeah, know. all that information about events, where we are, a lot of news. We keep the website updated with any news that's going on at the museum, all the different projects. It's all on the website and it's www.dmoft, so it's dmoft.co.uk. So that is definitely the best place. We do have quite a busy Facebook, Facebook page as well. Busy now, right? Get a lot yeah. of comments on that, yeah. um, a lot of interaction. So yeah. that's quite a good place to go if you're wanting to see mainly the things that are happening a sort of weekly basis at the museum with the, the projects that we've got on, like the restoration team and yeah. just sort of visitors that are coming in. We've got an area in the museum that the public could come along and actually see a restoration in progress. Sam, Jimmy, thanks again for sharing your memories. Oh, no. It's been fantastic. We'll be able to let more and more people over the weeks know more information about what's happening at the museum. Yep. And thanks for listening. Good Neil, thanks Hi, for coming along. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>